zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends, though? It's cool, though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. My, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends, though? It's cool, though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. <coughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. Happy Sunday, y'all. We're back to our... We was using this studio in the summertime for a long time, so if you're new, it looks like a new studio, but we've used this before, you know. Want to have a beautiful show. We have some great guests, you know. Like always, I'm going to have people introduce themselves. I'm going to start with... It's your boy Cliff Brockman now. It's your boy Real Talk Marv. Amanda, a.k.a. Greedy Gut. Nichelle, a.k.a. Miss Nook. Uh, Joe, a.k.a. The Shrink. <laughs> the Shrink, yeah. And you know what's funny? I, w- I was thinking, you know, our guest, you know, Nichelle's a friend of the show. She's been here before. Joe's a newcomer. But it's funny, his name is Joe, but he's not your average Joe because he got a lot going on. So, you know, since you're, you're newer to the, to the show, we're going to have you introduce yourself first, and then Nichelle can let us know what she got going on. Okay, great. Well, thank you for having me. It's really no problem. It's our pleasure. Oh, pleasure is all mine. Great vibe here. Great yeah. people. Really love it. Um, so my real name is Giuseppe Satili, but yeah. uh, Joe is a lot easier to pronounce. Okay. Unless you're into shoes, like the Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe, yeah, it stands out for you. Yeah, I'm a, a clinical psychologist by trade. Okay. Pisces. Oh. <laughs> Since you your birthday are you single? Up. Are you single? Since you you okay, putting out your signs and stuff like that? All right, all right. We're not gonna set you up then. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, just I don't know what else to say. Well, you know what? <laughs> the, the dating service was very interesting because when Clifford told me about what you had going on a while back, I was like, you know what? That's such a beautiful niche to, to, to fill, right? Because I'm going to let you introduce it, but a lot of times we only think about ourselves. We think about how we find love, and, you know, this show is con- concentrated on, you know, relationships and things like that. But you're serving a market that we don't think about how that, is, that market find love. So go ahead and introduce Just that. For, um, for some time now I've been working in the group home IRA setting, and um, I, I guess I'll, I'll bring it up as how it came to, to be. Yeah. Uh, one day I was uh, hanging out with one of um, with one of the individuals that I was treating, mm-hmm. and uh, we were on the stoop smoking cigarettes like two regular people. Yeah. Are you sure it was cigarettes? Yes. I was like, I'm joking. <laughs> it was on the job. Okay. <laughs> um, and we, you know, I was on Tinder and I'm swiping, mm-hmm. and uh, the individual said, you know, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to find a date, and he said, I wish we had something like. So I looked at him and I said, give me a month. And when you said we, please explain to them who's the we you're referring to. Oh, we is uh, individuals with um, intellectual and developmental disabilities. Yeah. See, and that's a beautiful thing, right? Because a lot of times we have the capacity to, you know, I can meet someone at the library. I can meet someone and, you know, I'm comfortable doing it. But how about the people who don't have the skill set, the communication skill set, the feeling comfortable in a certain environment, you know? Yeah. Sure. It's um, idateu.com, I-D-D-A-T-E-U, 
um, I date you because some of the um, other sites um, uh, wouldn't want to say their name, but it wasn't a very good name. This is more of I date you, like I would date you, and um, the IDs would be intellectual disabilities. So we tried to like uh, mask it as well and kind of put it together. What's the age group? Um, age group is 18, it's adults, uh, okay. 18 and older. One of the good things about the site is consenting. Some of our individuals have the capacity to consent to sexual activity and some don't. So we do have two separate databases that we use to separate the two. Okay. Um, that's one of the innovations of the site that our competitors don't have. <laughs> nice. And, and you, even even the name of the URL with the ID hiding, that, you know, those who are in the know will feel comfortable talking about it. It doesn't have the stigma of saying, you know, I'm developing, um, mentally underdeveloped. Or, you know, sometimes certain things like kind of exposes someone's, you know, person, you know, personal issues, just blat it out. Without and they might not feel comfortable going to that comfortably, you know. They could be on your site; they know what the site is, doing their thing. With someone, you know, someone that doesn't know them, could could see them on the site and not exactly know from the name of it. So I thought that was a really good thing as well. Michelle, let us know what else you, you got going on. I'm doing the same thing I was doing before. Um, I am the founder of Nook's Book Club. I started a book club. It's not your regular book club. I wanted to have a reason to get men and women together to inspire them and just encourage them to live a purposeful life. A lot of people get caught up with um, just working their nine to five, life's challenges. You forget about your dream. You put it aside. So I utilize the, the time just spending together and encourage them. We have great discussions. We go to different, you know, places, spa days, restaurants. And then what happens is I develop a rapport with them. They trust me, and I wind up coaching them individual into kind of taking the steps towards pursuing their dream and how do you how do you do that yeah. um, and also you wrote beautiful. you wrote sure. so for some websites and yes, stuff like yes, that yes yes i've been writing for pink magazine since 2015 okay i just kind of like i'm getting ready to shift into something else okay. i'm finishing my book which will be released in 2019 nice. we have to have her nice. back on the show oh, yes, yes. Clifford always so. tells me that i need to do a book show because i wrote a book and then we know other authors and stuff so to like to yes i yes. didn't even know that yeah <laughs> That's a big deal. Yeah, so we'll definitely have you back yes. when we do the author show. It's an amazing book. I'm not just saying that because my brother. He never he never broadcasted about the book. So definitely. And the you have a nerve to talk about me and my candles. Are you not broadcasting about the book? I bring it up. And then I, I'm always in the, the business of like pushing everybody else, and I got to remember to push my stuff as well. That's what I started. I'm, I'm, I'm a big supporter of everyone else, so I'm always excited to be like, this person got something going on. I need to kind of self-promote as yes. well. Yes. Definitely. I, I definitely I'll help you with that Okay cool, cool. Yeah, yes, so, yeah. yes, right Okay so We got some of the Introductory stuff out Now we're gonna get Into the regular format The show Obviously you've been On the show So you know how it goes Joe's new to the show So we'll basically We'll go through some topics We'll ask you some questions And they're not very invasive But you know We talk about relationships Things going on So we kinda wanna get Everybody's perspective Right Because a lot of times We need to hear people Have conversations About things that's Stuck in our head but we don't. A lot of times we turn on the TV or we go on, you know, the internet and it's just about people's gossip or what's the latest celebrity stuff. And sometimes our relationship questions, we don't get answered. Or we just hear it from biased people who know us, right? So 
I know you, so I'm going to give you the questions because I don't want to hurt your feelings and stuff like that. We kind of ask these questions across the board so people can take the conversation and apply it to themselves if they want to. So the first topic we have is, you're good to me, but you're not good for me. How many of us have been in the relationship where it's just like it's it lasted longer because the person was nice, the person was sweet, but then in the end you knew that person wasn't good for your personal growth. You know, we all we've all had that relationship. Some of us might still be in that relationship, you know? And it, it's hard to do the separation when you can't when cuz people ask you, "Oh, what did they do wrong?" When you when you're contemplating on leaving a relationship, people's like Oh, so what did they do wrong? When you can't say, well, they, he didn't beat me or he's not cheating, stuff like that. But you know for your emotional growth, physical growth, you know, spiritual growth, that person is not good for you. So the first sub-question is, how do you deal with the wrong person when they're treating you right? So the person's wrong for you, but they're treating you right. So how do you deal with that? We, we, we try to do it ladies first, but since since you're new... I'm we want at Joe, because I have a feeling yeah. like... Joe's like this Since you're new, we want you to, <laughs> to, to, to kick us off. So I'll ask Hi, the question Joe. again. How do you deal with the wrong person who's treating you right? Well, that's definitely an interesting question, and I agree. This is something that uh, we all tackle from time to time. Uh, when it comes to emotions and relationships, um, I, I don't feel comfortable um, either. You know, I'm a person before I'm anything else. And uh, the thing that doesn't make me feel comfortable doesn't follow logic. I like logic. Okay. Two plus two is four. (laughs) (laughs) It works. But when it comes to uh, relationships and and emotional attachments, there's no logic. It's beautiful. Love is very illogical. I like the way you said that was beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's so beautiful. Um, Communication, I would say, is the first step. Mm -hmm. Um, To communicate a person's wants and needs and to see if it meshes. Not, not necessarily um, it has to be the same, but does it connect? So these, these and, two and, differences, do they And connect? I find it very good that you said communication is the key, right? Because you can be with the wrong person who's so nice. Yeah. How many times have you dated someone and just like, they're so into me, they're so sweet, but I don't see a future with the person. And a lot of times, that's why people stay. You stay for security, for safety. It's that's safe. True. Mm-hmm. It's a safe place. So because he, I don't love him like he loves me, but I'm gonna stay because it's safe. Yeah. If you get in, if you get into relationships and you're trying, you're having a hard time finding someone that you connect with, or if you've been treated badly, you stay in the wrong relationship because you're, you know, it's like fear, a comfort fear, zone. It's a comfort zone. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's not fair to that person because then they're losing out on the person that they're supposed, they're supposed to be, to be with, with. That's gonna love them the way that they deserve to be loved. But we we stay because it's like it's security. So have you ever been in a situation like that where you stayed? Yes. In a situation. Yes. Yeah. And it nothing works. You can even have good chemistry with that person. You can have good chemistry, and because of the good chemistry, you just keep convincing yourself that you should stay. But you're robbing yourself of who you're supposed to be with. Absolutely. And also that person as well. So just because you have good chemistry, with, you can have good chemistry with 10 different women. You know, that doesn't mean that that's who you're supposed to be, be with. with. So that's we true. all have, I've done it, guilty of doing it, and... um <laughs> Yo, she said it all. Like yeah, she hit all need, four corners. We still no, need I to hear from you. No, of course you're gonna hear from me. How have you? Have, how do you deal with the wrong person who's treating you right? And do you have experience with that? I've actually never had the wrong person do me 
right. I would say maybe my first relationship uh, that I've ever had, everything was good, but it was like maybe a jealousy issue was too crazy. And I was like, dad, he treats me right. You know, everything is there, but he was so jealous and that bothered me yeah it was a lot i'm talking about super duper jealous i couldn't even say hi to my male friends and stuff like that so yeah i've been in that situation before yes it is because it's just like you have a very bubbly personality right and if the wrong if the wrong person doesn't know you they could probably feel like I'm getting flirty energy from a yes, man. I might have a shot, I have and you're just being nice. Day. You're just being nice because you you have every a welcoming day. personality. So if you're with someone who's jealous and doesn't, you know, is not um, secure enough to be with you, I can see that's how, a struggle. For how me. a guy will? Yeah, what that's about a you? struggle. I mean, it, that's a tough. That's a tough question to answer, right? But a lot of the times that you're wasting that person's time, right? So I think now, in a, a, me as an older man, I'm married, so I'm off the market anyway. Let me just put that out there, just in case she's watching the show. But <laughs> but a lot of the times, it's a, you know, you're wasting your time if you know that person ain't supposed to be for you, be there for you. You just need to sit down and have a conversation, maybe. Y'all could connect as good friends instead of just being in relationships. Because sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you're in a relationship with somebody, but that's supposed to be your friend. You know what I mean? Like he listens to all your problems. She listens to all your problems. She's there for what you need her for at certain times. But the connection, whether it's sex or whether it's something else, is not is not there. And that's supposed to be your friend. So y'all don't have to say to yourself, "Oh, eliminate that person." Y'all can still be friends and talk on the phone at a certain level, but also. You should also have enough respect now these days to say, you know what, let's just take it there because then you could go years on and just waste each other's time and then you you miss your blessing. Can I ask you guys all a question? Do you think there's ever that one point where you can actually make it work? Or is it like, what is that block you think A lot of people make it work, but I don't think that allows you to live your best life. Mm -hmm. Like, I know last year, Ludo Duval came out with the Living Your Best Life song, and then all over social media, we kept killing, I'm living my best life. My check came in right, I paid my bills, I still got money in my bank account, I'm living my best life. But as far as relationships, you can make it work when, you know, people are just like, you know what? A, B, C, D, E is not working for me, but they care about me, so we'll make it work. But just think about how sad of a life that is. Yeah, you spend really 20, 30 sure. years with someone who, who didn't bring out the best of you. So not only did you stifle your own growth, but you know you never let that person... Sometimes you got to let somebody know about themselves so they could grow too. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times you try to be too nice to the person we're with, and you'll find out years later when relationships don't work like... You used to do this and it and it killed me. But I'm like, we used to together for ten years. You didn't tell me the whole ten years. That's the communication, though. The communication yeah, exactly. part of it, and also the um, habituation. You know, we're 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 creatures of habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so being in that same rut, waking up, uh, not thinking that it's negative. It's just what you do every day. So the next question I have is like, you know, there's the concept that opposites attract, right? So sometimes someone who's completely different from you. It's kind of appealing. But sometimes when you live under the concept of opposites attract, you also sometimes deal with something that's not really good for you. So so the next question is, why do why do people you have no business with sometimes is the most appealing to you? 
Because you know you have no business with them. Like, you know how So why do we do that? You know, like, <laughs> like I know it's, she's not right for me, it is but the something thrill. drives me there. Yeah. It's the thrill of it all. Like, for instance, they say good girls like bad guys exactly. because they like that thrill. They want that rush that they get. And the that... Challenge, the challenge. And the opposite, like, right? Right, Sometimes exactly. you're a nice guy and you, you attract women that's going to stomp you into the ground. But for some reason, that's the kind of woman... That you gravitate to, and you're a nice guy, but then, you know, you get kind of used or I was going to say, those type of women are users. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those type of women, like, he's a nice guy, those users, they know who to get. So what about, yeah. why, do you, why do people who you have no business with the most appealing to you? Because there is something called a wild card, because you never know going to expect what to do. Like, a lot, of t- a lot of the times when I was young, I was a jerk. I would do stuff just because, because I know... Like we could, for example, when I was dating and when I was out there, I'll make dates with somebody or make plans with them, and then I cancel at the last minute. Not because, not because. Damn, <laughs> that was some fucking. Hold on, hold on. No. Shit. I'm, I'm gonna explain to you the re- the reason why I was. Sometimes you gotta keep the person on your toes. No. Nobody, listen. You don't come to a date. I'm telling you. Keep them on their toes. Choose, come back. Choose, did, you, did you ever like get date story, after? my wife. I I stood off uh, four times in a row. And then I don't know what it was. Maybe she. When you stood around, what were you doing? You were chilling in the house. I was. I was. Listen. At that time, <laughs> she was a winter break. At that time, I was making my rounds. So oh, and you a, were a whore. It was a, a true story. All I right. wasn't a hoe. I was making my rounds. I was a kid. I've never heard that story before. I never. Heard I that stood story. her up four times. Four times. Four times. But yeah. I, you know, I had to jump in. Like I was the best man at his wedding, and one of the things I said in the speech was. After they, there was a, a winter fling. Like, you know, in college, you had that long winter break. So there was a winter fling. And he, so they was going back to school. And Clifford was like, okay, you know, I'll try to keep in touch with you. She said, what do you mean? I'm coming to visit you at your school next week. And since then, they've been together. So she took charge. She wasn't letting that go. But that's good. You know what? No, you know why? You know what it is? People, people like people like wild cards, right? So when you keep the person on their toes, listen. A lot of men and women. My wife is a headache. So, and listen, sometimes you want to get into an argument. I don't know why, but sometimes the arguments lead to good sex. That's another oh. thing. Nobody want to straight up, he does everything I say. Because then it becomes boring. You're like, damn, why? Are you sometimes you got to do, you know what? We're not doing that today. That's just what it is. I don't care you had those plans for two weeks. I feel like. Because people, listen. <laughs> no, people like wild cards. People don't like, listen. People do not like. I agree like, and disagree. And I people disagree don't like because. People do like the steady Freddy guy. You can't so. keep somebody on their toes like that all the time. Oh. Somebody stands me up one time. I'm sorry. I'm done. Yeah. But I'm Before just Before in a row. Is- that's too much. So let's, let's have, let's have Dr. Again. Joe give us, give us a more. A more, you know, I don't want to say sophisticated, but more scientific. You know, answer to why do you think we spend so much time with people we have no business with? Well, I'm why actually d- taking notes. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I may understand some of the functions of human thought and behavior, but I am not immune. Yes. To yes. That's for sure. So, have you found yourself in a situation where it's just like you were so attracted to someone you had no business dealing with? Sure. We, we all do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's intriguing uh, mm-hmm. for the first uh, in, in, for me. Um, but but also you know, w- with the intrigue, you, you want to get to know what making the person function. What drives them? Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's something different uh, than what drives you. 
uh, different perceptions. You know, I'm always curious to see how other people view the world and, uh, and check myself. So I, I actually like that um, opposites attract. Now, there are benefits for people who are in the same field as you because mm -hmm. they'll understand uh, oh, where you work. You know, mm -hmm. they, they could understand uh, a bit more than someone who's fresh mm -hmm. to it. But also someone who's fresh to it could give you a different perspective. Okay. What about you, Nichelle? Like, you know, why do you feel like people you have no business with is the most appealing? Um, being young, immature, and um, I guess it was exciting at the time. And mm -hmm. you make just bad decisions. It's a challenge. Then yeah. you, you opposed to the guy that's nice. He's called you ten times a day, and he's like, "Oh, I already know." Which, I which now, like, as an adult, that's a trigger. <laughs> but but when you're younger, well, now you know you appreciate that. You do. You absolutely do. And now you appreciate it. But before, when I got involved in things like that, it was because it was fun. It was challenging. It was exciting, and I was just as as they were crazy as they were. So. Yeah. You know, we had a good time, but. Um, you grow up and you learn it's, it's not all about that. You do want to connect with somebody that you have a lot in common with and who you're supposed to be and everything. But people really get tricked by that chemistry thing. I yeah. just want to say that again. No, that's a big we thing. We think that we hit the jackpot when we find somebody that we have chemistry with. And chemistry is not it. You can have It's chem not enough. No, chemistry right. is not enough. And I forgot who said it, but it's also the thrill of the chase sometimes. Someone mentioned that. Is this? I, I, I think back now when I met my wife, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get this this woman. But someone introduced us to uh, on a blind date kind of thing. And, you know, we knew each other's background and we had the date. And um, the whole time we was on the date, she had to catch a train. I told the story before. Yeah, I remember but I thought, I thought she was just like, yo, this guy's boring. She kept looking at her watch. What kept me going, I was just like, you know what? Usually you would take this as a sign to, like, give up. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna win her. I'm gonna win her affection. So I'm gonna keep trying. You know, it's not that I didn't have no business with her, but you know, sometimes even someone you don't have no business with, when you don't get them at first, or sometimes guys is like she turned me down, but I thought she was supposed to be an easy, you know, woman to pick up. So now you're chasing after that kind of thing. You know. So the last question on this topic is: How long do you stay in a relationship that has no future but is so fun and exciting? I say until you had enough. You're going to have that feeling like, you know what? Damn, we have a lot of fun. There's going to be that moment when you wake up in the morning. changes. You wake up in the morning, you're like, how does this person benefit me and my future? If they don't benefit my future, and I know that it's stagnant, we're not going anywhere, that's the point where I feel like you're going to wake up like, it's time for me to go. Or you're going to be in that moment when you're going to feel like you want to give up because you don't want to waste your time any longer. Um... First, you want to you want to get rid of that person after the sex is no good. Because after that, if, if, if it was but just... But then you're holding on to no, just... No, 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 no. Listen, ass. I'm going to explain that. I'm going to explain that. If the sex is no good, you want to get rid of that person, too. Because I don't know. No, no. The, first of all, sometimes that that's just a chemistry thing. Okay, you with that person. Because he, he, he pleases you. He's... Your needs, mm -hmm. but after that, you got to look into well, what, what is he trying to do with himself now? You know what I'm saying? Is it just a... And then what time he calls you, if he just calling you at certain times to chill, and then it, it can he hold the conversation? That's important. So some of the things that you, that you to piggyback on men to say it is, like, after it's just you see that the physical is just not there, you got to look at other things. Like, okay, maybe does he got a good job? Is he trying to do something and stuff? Does he like some of the things that I want in the future? You know? So I think after you break it down, you see what's going on. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, so you're saying like, you know, you can stay long in a relationship with someone that doesn't have a future. If the sexual chemistry is good, then it then it'll allow you to stay longer. Answer the question. Answer. A lot of people do that. We hear about it all the time. Friends, family members, and you be like, "Why are you still going through this? Why are you still with this person? Leave the them, but like, they can't." The dick was bomb. Or the guy. <laughs> or the guy. There's. Or her head is crazy. Can't. Let's be honest. But see, yeah. it all depends on the person. Because for me, I can't perform correctly if something else is not connecting. I can't. You're not into if his it. if his dick is good, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, he got good dick, but mm, he doesn't communicate properly, or this happens, or he." Choose with his mouth open. Like, there's always going to be something. <laughs> there's going to be something for me where it's like, nope, I just can't do it. I can't perform because things aren't connecting on another level. So, because the question has a, a, a quantification for it. So, if you could uh, give like a number with your answer, how long do you think you can stay in a relationship with someone who's fun and exciting, but there's no future? I would say probably about um, a month or two. Maybe mm. I don't. I, I can't really give it a time because, in all I, honesty, I would, like, I would say it. about six months. I don't agree. Six. With you. Listen, you, the reason why I say six months is because the first two, three months, you still get to learn each other. He might. He oh, might. Right. No, he I might. We were talking about we already know each other. No, no, no. And in my no, mind, I'm like, no, this is he really might, not going to work. He, if that's the case, then six months. Six months. By by six months, you should know where you headed with this person. That's what I think. Six months was good for me. Now, see, we're on. Yeah, a... I was kind of asking from inception inception of the relationship. Okay. So when you figure out, okay, this is kind of thing. So how long? See, I didn't know you were talking about like yeah. that as the time frame. I thought we were talking about we already know each other, but we've been talking for a, such and such amount of time, and I know it's not going to work. From exception to, to, you know, exception, you find out this person's exciting and stuff like that. They're fun, but you realize just from their goals or what they're telling you that there's no future. I so would say about that? maybe four, four months. I can't yeah. sit there for six, and I don't know. I'm probably four months, I mean. What about you, Michelle? It's I, I don't think you can pinpoint how long it's going to take because every situation is different and every person is different. If you're a strong individual like Amanda, you're out. Like she said right away. You know, like, no, no, everyone is not strong like that because once you get connected to them and you yeah. get tied in, you see all of these issues. You see all of the problems where you're not going to connect. But a lot of people that we even know personally or we might have made these errors ourselves – you're locked in. You just can't detach from them for whatever reasons. If we were saying that, you know, it took a while. Intimacy is good or whatever, right. and you know <laughs> that you don't need to be in it, but you're locked in because you can't break away. So it's kind of hard, in my opinion, it's hard for you to pinpoint because some things you just right away you see it and you're like, I'm not dealing with this, and then you get that person, and you look up and two years later. You're like, Damn, why too. he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that, or vice versa. She doesn't have this, she doesn't have that, and I'm in this 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 situation that I can't get out of. So, I don't know. I think it's hard to pinpoint. I will say it took me the strength that I have now is because I've been single. It'll be four years in May. So, since I've been single for so long, cutting that bullshit out. Why like, it's like, oh, your patience yeah. is shorter. My patience is so much shorter. Someone says one stupid shit, I'm like, right. Mm, no. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I'm definitely the sucker. Uh, it's about a year. <laughs> a year? I would say a year. But, you know, it's, it's important what Cliff said, too. I mean, if the sex isn't good, a month. The sex is good. I think I I'll do six months to a year. See, guys, guys is like, yo, give you us good sex. Like sexually, feed us. About that. We you we gonna be loyal for a long time. Okay. Let's 
let's let's be let's 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 be honest here. A good guy sometimes oh he's a good guy, what you call it? You gotta have that kind of chemistry. Sex is important in all relationships. Sex, sex is, is very, very important, important in all Absolutely. relationships. And also sex defines all how the relationship is gonna last sometimes too, because in that connection y'all gonna communicate to see how the bodies Right? So I think six months is a good time where you get six months minimum is a good time where you get to learn that person, whatever, too. And then you can also see if, if which, who's playing games. That's enough time to evaluate. That's why there's a reason why in your job they say either three three to six months probation, probation, right? <laughs> right? Three because they need three, they need at least three to six months to know what kind of person you are. Because you could have started off strong the right. first two months, then all of a sudden you hit a rope, but you're not coming to work on time. You curse people. Are you doing that? That's why they give three to six months probation. And I also think it's about True. the pet peeves, right? Yeah. We have pet peeves. Yeah. And um, I, I kind of gauge it that way. If the pet peeve that I have is being, you know, exploited, let's say in the beginning, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, it's going to be a shorter time frame yeah. because it's really it's those you know when they say it's the little things, and I, I don't mean me and I were talking about sex. I'm, yeah. you're not talking about the no, little no, things. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although again, I guess I could throw the shrink thing in again. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you just said something that was interesting, right? Because we 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 view probation in job settings but relationships have probation too Absolutely. We, we're gonna have to have a, a, a topic or a whole show about about you know, probation probation you know okay but we're gonna move on know. to the next topic and the next topic is where's the love right so you know um sometimes you'll you'll, you'll see either you've been through it or, or people you know in relationships and stuff like that like there's a time period where it's just like the love stops you know, every relationship doesn't continue, and it's just like, you know, maybe something happened, maybe too much turmoil in the background, maybe too much cheating, maybe too much lying, maybe too much miscommunication, but love stops, but then sometimes we, we drag that relationship on longer. You know, outside of just chemistry, sometimes it's just like, you know, the love is gone and we just stay. You know, kind of continuation of what we're talking about, but differently. So the, the, the first sub-question is, do you break up once the love goes? Right, because when when you've been in a relationship for a long time, you know I go through it. I know Clifford goes through it, especially when you're married. Like your marriage is a commitment, but then you when you with someone for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, there's plateaus, there's hills and valleys of love, and then sometimes you have to kind of reinvent the love. You kind of have to reevaluate the love and stuff like that. So, but I'm asking people who 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 maybe not be tied into something long term, when the love goes. Do you leave? Do you stay? Do you try to figure it out? So I want everybody's opinion on that. I mean, I I, I typically stay. Um, my, my measure of any relationship, romantic, platonic, friend, family, is, um, you know, how, how does this relationship get affected when the shit hits the fan? I mean, when everything's cool, everybody's cool. But, you know, I, I want to know, where are you? Do you have my back when things aren't going well? And um, that that's my measure of any type of I agree. I agree. You you need to see that it's not going to be peaches and cream every day. You're not going to like them all the time. Um, so to answer your question, that's kind of hard because each situation, every situation is different. Um, depending on the relationship, I think you should look into restoration and sit down and communicate and see where the love has gone. Why did things sizzle out and see if you can restore it? See if you can kind of like rekindle it. But if it's something that after you have a discussion and you talk things out, 
and it's over, it's um, it's done. And that's not easy too. I don't think I'm being really honest either. And this I'm just made me sad. And I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just she um, said it's done. I'm like it's yeah. done because we like, we have to be real here. How many people we know that's supposed to break up and they still don't break up? Where the love is gone and they just drama. It's just drama after drama. There's financial reasons why people stay together. Children. People don't. It's here we go again. You're looking at them like they still going through that. The love been going a year ago. Yeah. He didn't got arrested twice, threw her out the window three times, and they're still together. People, they don't you stay for like so many different reasons. So I don't know. <laughs> throw them out the window a couple of times. Is that what we're doing? But no. She sounds like waiting to excel. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I do not break up. I stay. I'm one of those if I fell in love with you, the love is like we're not in love anymore. We still love each other. The communication is always the key. We, I think that we as a couple, we need to communicate. Listen, I'm unhappy because of this or I'm un- unhappy because of that. I feel like when you start communicating and telling each other why you're unhappy instead of waiting years to say, well, 10 years ago, I didn't like you because of this. If you communicate it, then we all know where we need to fix and what needs to be done to bring that love back and to have that continuous feeling. Um, you don't you don't leave when the um the love is gone. You try to work things out, but also you got to talk to somebody about it. Maybe go to counseling. Maybe talk to a friend or something because relationships is not just about love. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of good times and bad times, especially. Like speaking from somebody who's married, I've been together with my wife eleven years, married four years. And it's a lot of rocky road. Don't get fooled by social media. Social media will be like, social media make your relationship seem amazing. Oh, I already know. But, but you know, you you, you talk to people, you dug it out. You know, you talk to, maybe you talk to a best friend, a counselor, because we all need it. Everybody needs help. So when the, when the love leaves, you still stay. You have to. I forgot to... You, you was going to say yeah, something. Yeah, because Amanda just reminded me of something. And it's so funny because I was talking about them before I was on my way here with my mom. So there's a couple that I know and I admire. We have like this relationship series that my pastors do in church every okay. year. And they're doing that now. So there's a couple and we had a discussion last year and they was talking about things that they did before they married because communication is key. So they was just really giving their advice on how they feel that communication works. And... He said, um, the, the husband said, love was off the table. They, when they went to sit down and have a conversation, it wasn't, oh, I love you and you love me. And it was, look, love don't have anything to do with this. This is the problem. This is what we're dealing with. And it was what you said. You reminded me. Let's not wait until, you know, I love him, so I'm going to overlook it or I'm not going to mention it. Maybe he can't handle it. And then 10 years later, it's a problem. They put love is off the table. I don't care how much I love you. These, This is the issue. Yes. This is the problem that I'm that. having. And they had these, every few months, they would have these dinners and just sit and just talk of yeah. areas where come, things will come up. Well, you know, I'm not, I didn't like when you did this. Well, I'm not pleased in this area. And they will work it out. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a great I thing love. right love there. Love was off the table. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and w- when you ask someone to change, of course, it's difficult. But then you'll see how much they're committed to you, committed to the relationship. By the change, by yeah, that commitment. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's beautiful that you got segue into it because, you know, I I realize that, you know, we, we always think that love has to be passion flamed. Like, that's what we want. But it don't stay that way. It's hard to stay that way, especially when... You know, with with time comes, people stop looking as mysterious or 
you stop being as enamored with the person, right? Not because you see their warts, but it's because you you know, it's not new anymore. It's not fresh anymore. It's not surprising. People become habitual. The next actual question is: Is love enough to keep relationships going? Right? Because when the love is gone, you start thinking to yourself, like, okay, I'm I'm not sure if I love this person or not. You, but you know, at one time you did love this person. So, if is love enough to keep a relationship going? Because you can love someone who's like, I love this person, but she cheats on me every single day. But I still love the person, but you know, the person's doing something that's not conducive to the relationship. Oh, or the person, she just lies, she lies to me about everything. Love is not enough. I believe when your happiness is compromised, love is not enough. I will never let anyone compromise my happiness ever again. I did it before. Never again. I love them, but fuck out of here. I was gone. Love is not enough. <laughs> you have you love is not enough. You have to it, it just goes back to what we were talking about. You have to be able to meet each other halfway. Just because you love them does it's not enough to make it work. You gotta like each other. You know, you have to actually like each other when everything is not passion and excitement and all this love and passionate you got to like that person. You have to want to talk to them when they come home and tell them about your day or even just have a conversation. So it's not enough. What's love got to do with it? I'm not going to sing in disrespect to the time, of course. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, could could you repeat the question? Because that just... Is love enough to keep the relationship going, right? Because we realize that love fades or is strong and weak and stuff like that. So outside of love, if you love a person, but a lot of other things are not working, is that enough to keep the relationship going because you right, love no, them? I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, again, a relationship is complex, of course, and it has so many different variables. Love is one of the variables. Um, it's a pretty strong variable. But it's not the only. So, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's strong. It's, it's, it's enough. Love is just a partial relationship. It's just what you can take as a person. You know, the the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you can take. And and uh, to work it out. But love is not enough. Just because you love some, You could love somebody that's beating the shit out of you every day. Mm-hmm. Still love them. But you know it's not right. Because at the end of the day, that person could kill you. So, love is not enough. I'm learning love is not enough as well. Just just observing, you know, other people, myself and stuff. Because you know what? Like you said, even to tie it back up, you can love the wrong person. You can love someone because they've done stuff for you and you you have um like memories with this person. You've had you know, you've you've went on journeys with this person. That don't mean that this person should be on your the journey continuously, you know, this person could be a leaf, you know, a leaf on a tree. The leaf was there for a while, but the weather changes, that leaf gets go- gone kind of thing. So, you know, the last question is, um, to make it a little lighter, is like, do you make yourself single when spring comes around, right? Because they, they, they call fall cuffing season, fall into winter, right? Because when the weather, you know, gets colder, you're not out and about like that. You kind of want to, watch Netflix and do kind of stuff like that. So you find someone to, like, attach to. But then when spring comes around, you start looking at that person like, is there better choices out there, right? So (laughs) even if you're not in a situation where you do that now, do you think, you know, single people try to make themselves 
remain single or go back to single for when the weather starts getting nicer. Like spring's coming around now, you know, and you know the concept that spring is in the air, love is in the air, is because you know a lot of things die during the winter. Spring is the birth of a new cycle, so a lot of people think that you know that's how your heart is as well. You know, love is start looking for a new cycle kind of thing. So. Do you find yourself trying to be single and unattached as spring come along, preparing for the summer and things like that? Anybody want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll you want to go first, Joe? Yeah, I just got to be careful. I don't want to get my ass kicked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder what the statistics are, though, with gyms. You know, I, I wonder if more people go to the gym during that time, which to me doesn't make sense. More people go to the gym in January and February. I was supposed to that renew my um, yeah. my uh, thing. I'm not renewing it yet until March because... Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I, I, I know people who go to the gym in the summer because they want to look good. And I'm like, you should start <laughs> months back, you know. Um, but no, I, I mean, the other reason why I chose a year uh, for the other question um, is because seasons change. People change. Uh, our moods change. So I'd like to give it a That's true. Year. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. But then I start thinking about wasting your time. You wasted your time for a year. But, so that's like another scary thing. But if you're learning about yourself, it's not a waste of time. But should you be learning about yourself while you're with somebody or ooh, while you're single? <laughs> I'm supposed to go in the relationship whole. That is an amazing question. That is, right? No, but I mean, you, you grow. You yeah, grow. grow so you, you know, like, I think I knew so, I knew so much about myself. Before I was in my relationship. But and see, then now you learn so much about yourself after. Because yeah, of the reflection whole, of it. Right. And that's what a lot of us don't do. We don't go into relationship whole. We go into relationships looking for them to make us whole or fill this void that we're having or this loneliness we're feeling. If more people would go into relationships healthy and whole and work on their you know, they go to the gym, their physical fit, so you won't be so insecure. Mental work fitness. on your mental health. Work on yourself emotionally from the things of the past. Exactly. We, a lot of us will save ourselves from a lot of, you know, issues because we don't. We go. Wasted time. Yeah. yeah. I also believe you build could you grow up. together too, but at least come into it at least eighty percent whole. That, right. And then we can grow together. But um, as far as the whole being a whore during the summer seasons. No, we stop. I'm just joking. Okay, so uh, for me, um, it doesn't matter what season it is. I first of all, I've been single long enough, but um, I, it doesn't matter. I'm a togetherness person, so in the summertime, you guys already know I'm always out, about, eating in some cafe, some boat ride or something. I would love to do that with a guy. It doesn't always have to be with a female friend. So when the springtime comes around, I'm not looking to, you know, be single. It's just, you know, stuff. I think spring is the perfect setup time. To People, be single or... Yes, because you start thinking, like, the summer's but around the corner. why does it have to be a season to be perfect to be, be single? Because guys, guys, guys to me, like I'm going to speak, guys are strategic. Chips, right? Guys are strategic. <laughs> I think it's a man thing where, oh, shit, summer's coming. Asses are going to be hanging out from the bottom of shorts. Spring is going to be out. Yeah, but that's why That's why you start you start planning in spring. You start planning in spring. You start planning the kills that's going to happen in the summertime. The kills. The kills. As a single person, that's the mission <laughs> my god you, you know what it is the, the springtime is the perfect time for you to to learn if you're gonna if, what, what you're gonna do and how, how you can do it because in the winter time nobody's really out like that that's when you say you know what 
I'm going to accept her for her faults this winter because it's too cold to be out there going to all these places and stuff. Oh but gosh. in the springtime... And the tits are covered. And yeah, and the tits. Listen, listen, and the body's covered. She just said, I can't believe y'all. Y'all are some... Yeah, yeah, listen, and then... You go to the botanical garden, the weather's nice, you have picnics, you go on boat rides, you It's too bad, listen, listen. The springtime You know what that is? What she's saying is a different type of a man. Because there's certain men that love to do the things that you just said. So, and there's certain men that don't want to do that shit. No, but listen. Be a listen. And that's how I look my at whole, it. My whole thing is this, right? In the springtime, you're going to do your best work. What you call it? You're going to do your best work. To be, what you call it, as a single, what you call it? You're going to be more out there. You're going to go to more parties. You, your, your single friends is going to encourage you to go to more places. And in the wintertime, you, you're going to deal with that person because you're like, Damn, it's cold. I don't, who else can I do it? I'm gonna do his attitude for the winter. But as soon as springtime comes, I'm out of here. That's how you know, it's cuffing loneliness. No, no, like, it's okay, cuffing season. So she could come and lay so with you me. But in the summertime, it's not, then we can fuck around. In the summertime, and like, they go. Y'all do the same thing to us. No, we don't. Nah, nah, nah. Let nah. me tell them. <laughs> You got you got to keep it all the way a hundred, right? So it's okay. by the time the fall happens, you tired from whoring all summer, so you decide to take one thing and be settled Wait, down. Wait, this is from a whore's point of view. No, this is this is from this real talk. That's why spring spring is the setup time, right? Because if you start planning for whoring in the summer, it's too late. You already lost out the strategic planning. If you start planning in the spring and line things up, it's a beautiful summer to the fall. And then you kind of rejuvenate in the winter. You settle down. This is nature. This is not just this is not just regular <laughs> horror. This is nature. If you watch the animals, they do it like that too. This is oh nature from a horse. No, it's, it's, it's just perspective. Uh, yeah. you say nature is a whore itself. Nature is a whore. <laughs> Listen, monogamy is something man-made. You you'll see uh, animals. If you watch animals, talk about this. if you watch animals, you'll sometimes see one monkey or one ape screwing this lady, then screwing that lady, and then screwing that lady. And there's not drama amongst them because as long as he brings back bananas to the whole <laughs> village, uh, it's cool. You can't relate that into real life because I'm there's going to be some monogamy drama. is a man-made so factor. Right I know that we always no. talk about this. I, when it comes to monogamy, no. I need a man that can control his dick and his mind. So if you cannot discipline. have the discipline, then you're not the man for me. There's going to be pussy ass dick all this all over the place. Yeah. If you can't control your dick, then don't fuck with me. I think when people say that monogamy is monogamy is no. beautiful, but it's man-made is what I'm saying. I don't care what it's not natural. Says. It's not I nature. Think that these are just excuses from weak ass men who cannot be faithful, and that is my point of view on this. I agree. I, I, I'm so. I wow. So, I agree. Yes, because I'm so sick and tired of men saying this is what nature and this no, is what it intended us. No, if you can't be the guy to be monogamous, then don't get into your fucking situation. Agreed. Control Agreed. your dick. Now. Um, Thank you, Joe, for agreeing. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sitting next to her. Well, I'm not going to disagree. Not <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think there are a few other animals, though. I, I, I think um, dolphins. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely want to. They're, they're supposed to be smart, but. But from what you said, I hope reincarnation is true and I come back as a monkey. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. That, that, that's just my failed attempt of comic relief. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, yeah, but um, 
Yeah, monogamy is beautiful because it's difficult, right? So if we're going to talk about nature and natural, of course our eyes are going to wa wander. And Absolutely. Men and women are more similar than they are different. Uh, but it's that difficulty that really measures that relationship. You know, how get, can I control my dick? I, if I can, that's good. You know, uh, if I'm and they say person. men like challenges. Why don't they use that as a challenge exactly. to be you monogamous? Yep, I agree. Great idea. Yeah. Point blank. Yep. The temptation is too high. The what? Because the weather. <laughs> All the, the clothes come the, off. The, 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 the weather affects. Listen, it's it's a proven fact. That's why in in, in the winter time, everybody says, "Oh, I ain't gonna worry about getting in shape." But soon as spring come on, oh, I'm not playing. You girls take the DR trips for a month and a half. Next thing you come back with a new body. Mm -hmm. Guys, all of a sudden, didn't have no abs <laughs> in the winter time. Now he got abs. Now he doing two a day at the gyms. Cause he listen. Yeah, they cut the gym now. They just listen, go to DR. Listen, listen. <laughs> they change their diet. They hire their training and all that. You know, so it's it's one of those things where you you gotta understand. It sound crazy. You base your life off of the off of the seasons. Oh. Off the mm -hmm. seasons, how you gonna react and uh, what things are you gonna accomplish? Cause I know in the springtime, I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the most money. I want to drive the nicest car in the spring. I want to go on the most vacation. I want to be out and about. In the wintertime, that's where I'm just bringing all my thoughts and I'm like, you know, I don't care if nobody see me all winter. In the summertime, in the spring, I'm gonna hit them hard. You know, but you, the, the, you the, run the your life. You the listen, you run your life off the seasons. Yeah, but you the monogamy thing. The monogamy thing, monogamy is a beautiful thing, but at the same time, when I say it's it's a man-made concept, and it's it's it it takes discipline, it takes desire, it takes want to, but it's not a natural instinct, is what I'm saying to you. If I break it down scientifically, people hate to hear that, but it's not, and for both of us, not just for men, but for women too. But I feel like society has beat it in a woman's head that you know monogamy is so easy. When a man's not monogamous, you guys think it like it's so, such an easy thing. Easy, it's, but you do. It's not easy. Look at you pointing at me because I'm like, I'm looking at my. Like, I wouldn't hear it. I'm looking at you right represent yeah. us. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> We're going to move on to the last topic, but if you have anything else to say please, on that. Please elaborate what I said, because we do run our life off the seasons. Most, listen, most men are going to be more confident when, when, when it's hot than when it's cold. 100%. Statistically, even if you I, I think most, your hormones are yeah, higher it's not even, in summertime. Not even that. Not, not even that. A, a, a guy is going to tolerate more in the wintertime than the summertime. Uh, and a woman too, because you're not out and about. He's not gonna yeah. say he's not gonna leave, but if she do it in the summertime, and I'm out. No, no, nah, nah. in the wintertime, he gonna be like, you know what? I ain't gonna trade. It's it's zero degrees out here. You know, we could talk this out. In the in the summertime, he gonna be like, I'm out. I'm going to the next bike week. I'm going to bike week. Bike fest. I'm out. So the last the last uh, topic of the show is has social media has social media made us too sensitive? The reason why I say that is because. We'll see a meme and like black people are like joking crazy and then a white person will chime in on the same meme and all of a sudden we're talking about slavery and stuff like, I, don't get it twisted, this country has a lot of effed up ways about it, but we can't always bring it to the extremes about everything, you know, the, the example I'm using is 21 Savage, like 21 Savage, we found out he's from the UK, he's not from here, you know, he got caught up with ICE and then everybody's doing all of these, um, you know, UK, British memes. And then Demi Lovato, who has her own baggage, commented on a meme, and everyone's like, oh, but you're a crackhead. How you have the nerve? And, like, tech, and I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah. why do we kind of, like, 
take things too far social media. So the first question, has social media made memes and inappropriate jokes like make us too sensitive, like seeing these kind of images and stuff like that? Um, I mean, I, I social media is uh, like we're in a weird period. Uh, yeah. Great period. Very exciting. Um, you know, I, I always think is social media uh, the death of communication or is it the evolution of communication? Like I'm still... You know, yeah, up in the air with it, yeah, yeah. Um, I think at, at times, yeah, I think it is making us a little bit sensitive, but at other times, I think it's not. Um, I know that's the weakest response ever. No, I'm on both sides. no, <laughs> your, your opinion is not weak. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's a great platform for your opinions to come out. And again, in our country, we have you know that freedom of speech, which is beautiful. Um, but can it be taken to extremes? Absolutely, yeah. We see it all the time. I think so. I think social media, yes, we we have taken it to the extremes, and uh, we're very sensitive, and um, it's it's um, it's mind control. It's to the point now where it's mind control. People's minds are controlled by the number of likes, the comments, yeah. who's commenting. Is it's terrible. It, it definitely. I, I think yeah, so. because. Even even myself, I find myself, like, you know, I get outraged, and then sometimes I start to realize, like, you know, like, for instance, I'm going to use two different clothing examples. Like, uh, H&M did the coolest monkey in the gym, and they had a black kid model the monkey in the gym kind of thing, and I was outraged and upset, and then now we have... Gucci, Gucci did the the hoodie, the the turtleneck hoodie, it looked like blackface with the red thing. And, um... The, the Gucci one bothered me a little bit less because I'm like, I never felt Gucci was inclusive anyway kind of thing. This this now thing, it looks a little funny and stuff like that. I guess it doesn't affect me as much because I'm like, I wasn't going to spend fourteen fifteen hundred dollars on that sweater anyway kind of yeah. thing. That was out my price range. It kind of, Gucci doesn't do anything for everybody kind of thing. It's kind of a little more exclusive kind of thing. But H&M is a brand where like everybody can kind of okay. support. So I said it to say this, like, you know, I think social media sometimes make us rally and champion for certain causes that's just not as significant to us as a whole, and we use it as a distraction. Like, we should worry about the, the, the bullshit going on with the government and a lot of little things that are happening, but now Gucci got our attention because social media is making it the, a big deal because of the hoodie kind of thing. So I think social media not only makes us too sensitive, but it really distracts us from what's really going on. And that's why a lot of times... distraction or is just what you want to pay attention to? Some of these things aren't distractions if your mind is str- like you know like if- yeah but I think sometimes these things are strategically sometimes these things are strategically done at a time period yeah, to exactly. to distract us it from like a, to let a bigger That's thing kind of go on yes very much so as far as being sensitive for me like I'm like shit should I post this or should I not I have crackheads on my page so if I make fun of a few crackheads like is it gonna like so I feel like some people are very sensitive so I can't tell a joke about a crackhead because I have about 10 of them on my page so it's just like I kind of I don't really filter I filter some things that I post but when it comes to like a, like a category to one person I try not to post stuff because people are very sensitive um, social media is very sensitive, right? And, and and also, social media is destroying our community. Period. Just in, in in general as a whole, right? Like that's why sometimes with my social media, I very I look at what I post now because my my social media back in the days was a little kind of crazy, but I used to post random stuff. 
But now that I'm a parent, you know, I'm my first kid, whatever. So I only put pictures of me and my wife and certain things that I put up because that's not my lifestyle now. And also, it's sensitive because I'm portraying something I'm not really doing, right? So it's it's important if you're a strong-minded person. You don't really look at social media. You look at it for fun. Because my older brother, you know, the older brother, he do not play no social media games. And he's, he's a big-time businessman. I'm like, he doesn't want to... He don't play those games because he don't want to get into all the this and that. Which, social media, you you go find somebody on social media and really want to fight this person. You know what? All right, he said that? Okay, cool. How many people probably yeah, died so it's like it's a very It's a very True. sensitive topic. Yeah. So you should look at social media as something that's for fun. Don't look at it too in depth. Because if you look at it too in depth, it'll destroy your life. Us right now, if we said right now for for a month straight, don't go on social media, it'd be a hard time for us. Because mm-hmm. everything, a lot of time we get our news from social media now, which is scary. And we got Channel 7, we got Channel 2, we got to, like, nah, I'll go on Facebook and see what's going addiction. on. That's true. It's an addiction. You know? It really is an addiction. I mean, I've, I've seen, um, I, I, I drove down, you know, drive down the block or something to see a bunch of kids hanging out, um, and they're all on their phone. And again, this is not what I'm used to. I'm used to, like, we're, we're running around like maniacs. Yeah. Um, and and I did stop, and I, and I asked the kids, I said, if, if, if any of you guys are texting each other or IMing each other, I'm slapping the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. But, but sometimes people will gather in a group and be in a group chat, and everyone's group chatting, right? Yeah. yeah. Touching, so touch but, each but other. But I was saying before, is it the death of communication or the evolution? Like, you, you know, I mean, and when, when my mother would ask me to turn the TV on, I'm like, well, you dumb. Let's it's right there. Power. Yeah. yeah. But is, is that us now? Kind it's of the death of communication. I was watching an episode of Blackish. No, but the spinoff, Grownish. Grownish, yeah. And so she, the, what's her name? Zoe, I forget her name. She yeah. has a boyfriend and she's away in college. Yeah. And her and her boyfriend was having this situation. Every time she tried to talk to him in person about this situation, she could not get anywhere. So she had to think, where did we stop? Like, what happened? And what she destroyed said, our communication? So what she did was she remembered she communicates with him better through text. So she left him, went home, and texted him. They worked out the whole problem. He opened up. So I guess that episode has something to do with what social media and society and what's happening with the youth and communication. But that's it right there. He could not communicate to solve the relationship issue that they were having in person. She had to text him, and he opened up. And problem solved. But sometimes wow. it's crazy. There's less emotion. This, but to be honest with you, I kind of get that, even though it's wrong, because there's a less emotion sometimes in written context than words coming out of your mouth. Sometimes I can hear you say. Researchers say that. Researchers say that most of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. So we have to, we have to wrap it up. We're gonna ask one last question, and then try to give a short answer to it, and then we'll, we'll end the show. So. Have we let social media determine how we carry ourselves in the digital world differently than off world? And should we keep politics off of our social media? For me, um, my social media is me. I go out to eat a lot. I cook a lot too, but I don't post that. But go out to eat a lot, hang out a lot, stuff like that. It's me, so I'm not putting up or portraying a different person. Like, that's just who I am. So, you know, my answer to that is I'm just me. I'm being me. What about you? My social media is me. Um, you said something about politics. Maybe like, oh, you know, yeah. how we carry ourselves on social media is different than the real world. And should we keep politics off of our social media? Um, I don't think we should. Uh, my social media is me and we should keep politics off our social media. Yes. Yeah. Agreed completely. Um, I, I, but, but I'll 
modify it a bit. I, I totally agree. Um, I will never personally put any political. I don't. Yeah, I never. do not. But yeah. I, 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 I respect the fact that, you know, everyone has that right. And, you know, if you want to do you, do you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, social media, unfortunately, Instagram is me. So, uh, and I say that unfortunately because. That's like unfortunately. Let me see your. I don't know yeah. what's going on no, on your I'm Instagram. Just, I'm just saying that to get some more uh, followers. followers. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. I, I, I think. I think. Me, me on social media, me off offline is pretty pretty similar. I don't, I don't, I kind of lean, I kind of hint my political standpoints on social media. I don't attack you if your political views are different from mine, but I let you know where I stand on certain issues, and I'm passionate about my my stance on certain issues. But you could be on the opposite, and I'd rather let's have a conversation than me attack you for it. I don't talk about politics on social media because it's a very sticky topic and I don't want to get into back and forth with friends, families, and whoever I don't know. And I look at my social media more of as motivation. Like, I could go on social media and see, like, that's how a lot of times I get some of the guests. Like, me and her, I haven't seen her for years. I used to play basketball with her brother since I was a kid at 10 years old, whatever. And I seen that she was doing a book thing. I said, oh, Michelle, let me hit her up. To come on, I lose that as motivation to see what people's going on, the good in people. I don't use it for any negative stuff. I'm not trying to act like I'm doing something. I use it for me and then to motivate people to see what I, the good I could get from my social media. That's it. Well, that's the end of this episode. It was a very good episode. You know, joke. Let them know about the website again, how they can reach you. Sure. It's um, idateyou.com. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram. That's the best way to do it. And uh, thank you. Thank you guys so much. What's your Instagram name? I date you too as well? Yeah, same. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? My Instagram? Well, just how people can reach you if you want you to see You can me. reach me. My Instagram handle is Miss underscore Nook in UK. If you want to email me and get invites to some of the events that I have, my email address is MissNook827 at gmail.com. And um, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, if you want to reach me, it's greedy gut. It's, it's just it's just regular greedy and gut, no underscore anything. I also have soy candles, so if you want to purchase some soy candles, Amanda Marie's home collection. Nice on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I, I mostly uh, moderate our Instagram for the podcast, so you can reach me at Views from the Friend Zone on Instagram, and you know, if you're watching the video, you could also send us a message to the page, and we'll try to get back to you. You can reach me on the podcast face. That's it. <laughs> like I always tell everybody, go out there and chase your legacy because it lasts longer than liabilities. We out. Views from the friend zone. Thanks for watching. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat. I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone.